Welcome, my lords, to the White City, where you will learn more about Middle-earth and discover differences and similarities between the Rings of Power show and Tolkien's books, and whether Amazon's show, episode by episode, is worth watching. I'm Philip Dutt, your host, and I'll be joined by Matt Vandevoort and Mark Schaefer. I hope you enjoy. So one theme that does come up in both uh, Rings of Power and in Tolkien's books is uh, redemption and uh, and how uh, characters are going through that. I think a big or one character that kind of shows that in both the show and the books in different ways is Gladriel um, in the, you know, overcoming Sauron in the show and overcoming the ring in the books. Um, I mean, for the, you know, as the books wise, I mean, it could be kind of like debated whether or not that's actually a redemption scene as opposed to just, um, just overcoming like what she's supposed to overcome essentially. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting to see how, at least in her character, she is in a lot of ways, I guess the redemption story is very similar um, but, but I guess, like, what's the, what's the point behind it, in a way, and are there other characters in, like, the show, or other, you know, places in the books that we can draw from to compare just how redemption plays out, um, and, uh, in the adaptation and in the original stuff, so. One thing that I was going to say about, especially about the show, is that I think there are comments that can be made already, but it is also very early on in the show's storyline. Like, characters like Galadriel, I don't think have had their big, if they're going to have, like, a redemption moment, have not had that yet. Um, Like, I think that Theo is kind of on a path where it's like I think he'll be really the big kind of commentary on redemption because he he's already waffled back and forth between like am I a good guy am I a bad guy this one king seems to be like kind of up our alley but then also like but my mom wants to go with these elves so I think he it's like Either he's going to be a Nazgul or he's going to have a big redemption arc. And so I think that in the show, it any I think it's it's a little bit too early to call the showrunner's position on it just because it's it's season one. Um but then you can talk about in the books, like I think you know, Galadriel sort of has a redemption arc with her rejection of the ring when you add her story in throughout the Silmarillion and everything else. Um, Gollum has a sort of anti-redemption arc where, like, he is... He seems to be doing better and he seems to be doing better and then he completely falls back into wanting the ring... And yet it's somehow that 
like fall back into disgrace that saves the world. Um, Boromir has the redemption arc of, you know, wanting the ring and then immediately sacrificing himself and thus earning the right to be played by Sean Bean. Um, <laughs> uh, that, so I think that if, when you look in the books, overall, there's a sort of a, a theme of redemption. Like even Aragorn to some extent is coming in and redeeming the line of the Kings. But the way it plays out is very different. And Tolkien sort of covers the gambit of all different, or the gamut of all different uh, types of redemption arcs. Yeah, it was really interesting. Whenever you were talking about redemption arcs, I instantly tried to like make a list of all the redemption arcs in like Lord of the Rings. And also I like thought about the Hobbit briefly and like, it was actually really hard. There's not mm. many. There's like Gollum is like, obviously he doesn't really come back in the end. I thought of like some others. I used to mention Baramir. I thought of Durin and the Hobbit. Um, yeah. Sorry, not Durin, Thorin. Who, Thorin, yeah. But like both Baramir and Thorin die to redeem themselves. Um, and what's really interesting is there's a lot of people who like go bad. And whenever they go bad, they don't come back, right? Like Gollum in the end. Saruman yeah. as well isn't ever really redeemed. Mm. Wormtongue as well, right? Um, so there's a lot of these characters who like, who when they go evil they don't come back and you guys mentioned Gladriel and I think we've talked about this before but I don't I think that scene is not really about the evil within her but about the power of the ring oh, like over anybody yeah. including oh, Gladriel yeah. and not really about she has like experiencing redemption from her evil past or something um, that doesn't really exist in the books uh, but yeah I think it's really interesting that like maybe told the way Tolkien sees redemption as something as like um, different or like, I think maybe Baromir and Durin or, or sorry, Thorin are like good case studies of like what it means to redeem oneself. Um, but yeah, it means like for one thing, it means not escaping the consequences of your actions. Um, I think of both Thorin and Baromir who uh, in some sense they die because of situations they put themselves in because of the evil choices they made because Baromir tries to take the ring from Frodo. They're sort of caught out whenever the orcs attack. And Thorin, if he had, you know, been more peaceable and been willing to share the gold of the dragon's treasure more, might have loved the five battles, the battle of the five armies being different. Um, but yeah, I think what's really interesting is like the show does do a like redemption, or at least seemingly the start of one for Galadriel. Um, but yeah, I think it's like really cool that they do that. And that's like a pretty cool thing. I think I still think the whole thing with Sauron not really knowing if he's evil or not is weird. But yeah. One okay, one more redemption arc in the books that I think is probably like the most Catholic redemption arc. Um that really shows Tolkien's idea of redemption um is the uh the oathbreakers that Aragorn goes and gets because they they can they fulfill their oath but it's not them that it's not the action of fulfilling the oath that lets them rest. It's Aragorn absolving them of their oath. And I think that reflects Tolkien's idea of like, we cannot redeem ourselves. Um, we can only be redeemed by someone who has the authority to redeem us. Um, and so it's that sort of, you know, it, that is a, a great picture, I think, of Tolkien's idea of redemption. Yeah, I actually did think of them. And I think it's interesting that they as well, after they like 
have their redemption arc are also like go pass on right or whatever so like, yeah there's a sense, very a, interesting sense of like yeah, yeah. it's but a do you think... i was real quick i want to make the distinction there that with thorin and boromir redemption is death like they're they're the fact that they die real they the fact that they die in the moment that they realize they've done something wrong and they sacrifice themselves to make it right is their redemption whereas with the uh the oath breakers the reward for redemption is sort of sort of death they're already sort of dead but like the ability to pass on and rest and i think that they're similar cases but they're it it's important to make that distinction where one yeah. of them the reward is death and one of them the the payment is death sort of yeah i think it's interesting because i believe bilbo forgives thorin as he's dying and the hobbit as well as aragorn forgives baromir as he's dying so there is this yes. element of the, like their redemption like the act of redemption isn't actually what saves them it's somebody else's forgiveness right or something like yes. that um but yeah i think even I to think some extent even to some extent, you can get that with Gollum, where even though he doesn't, he's not like alive to receive it. You know, you kind of get the attitude from Frodo that in his death, he sort of pities and feels bad for Gollum in that same way, where it's just like obviously he wasn't like trying to get Frodo's forgiveness, but he still sort of receives it in, to some extent. Um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And I think it is interesting that there's not maybe more redemption arcs in Lord of the Rings. Um, I, I guess my quick question was like, um, do you guys think that that has anything to do with uh, Tolkien being Catholic and their belief on, I believe there's two different kinds of sins in the Catholic. And some are ones that cannot be absolved, as I recall, right? They're like mortal sins or something like that. Um, I, I wasn't sure if that was like maybe part of why he he doesn't have more redemption arcs or at least it's really interesting that thorin and, and martimer are really good characters who have like one or two missteps and then are like redeemed but not like Gollum, who has been like had a long time or even you think of denethor or uh even saruman as well as like characters who have really fallen away for a long time don't come back from it um yeah i think i think I think there's something to that. I just don't know enough about Catholic theology specifically to make a real answer to that question. One thing that I thought was interesting, because if you think of, like, Catholics do have the idea of penance, right? So you go through, you work, and do something, and then you're like, you know, then like you're, yeah, like you're almost like you're paying for your own sins. Um, in a real way. Um, it actually just kind of almost makes sense in a way because you don't really have, like, I, as we are talking, like, the only characters, as far as, like, I'm remembering that are redeemed by somebody else's actions, really, seem to be, like, the men of the dead. Um, and, like, everybody else is, like, doing something that in the end gives them redemption. Yeah. Okay, and... I got one actually. Sorry, finish. Up. Okay. Yeah, so anyways, like 
And that was something I was trying to think of between like the show and the books. Is there more of an idea of people in the in the show who are like doing something to get the redemption than like somebody who is like coming and redeeming people? I mean, there's not. I mean, you could like call like Gandalf coming with the Rohirrim to Helm's Deep. I that's not necessarily redemption in a way, but as that's more of like he's like he's just saving saving them. But uh, yeah. I was going to say that I think that the fact that like Middle Earth had the chance to destroy the ring and didn't, especially blaming Isildur, mm. so like the, all of the men are sort of corrupt because of Isildur's mistake, and that somebody else is the one who destroys the ring and saves the world. So I think there is that actually like men in general are redeemed through the act of another uh, Frodo and stuff. Um, yeah, I think there maybe is something to that. I yeah. think another example if we were going to widen our scope a little bit is, um, and this is sort of a dark example of redemption is Turin at the end of his life. He, uh, he kills himself, but even then it's like, he asks the sword for permission and like asks the sword to punish him basically. And it's, it's not really redemption as much as it's penance. Um, in his own eyes. But again, it's not that he feels that just falling on his own sword is going to absolve him of the guilt. It's like he needs the sword to absolve him of the guilt. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think that's actually, I don't, I would not say Turin is no, a redemption arc. I'm not saying it's a redemption arc. I, I just think it's another example of like characters in Tolkien can't forgive themselves. They need someone hmm. else to forgive them. I don't think um, the sword is forgiving him. I think it's doling out some justice, right? Cause it, it yeah, well it said I had to drink blood unjustly of other sort people. Sort of tying, until it will drink tying those things together. Like um, obviously, like I said, I think it's a fairly dark example. I don't think it's a perfect one-to-one, but it's just kind of another example of like Turin can't get justice for himself. He needs the sword to dole out the justice. Yeah. I, I was going to tie this back really quick to the the Rings of Power. Um, it's yeah. pretty clear that like, the Rings of Power does have this redemption arc going on with Gladriel, and it's not finished yet. I, I guess I would bring this back to a discussion we've had before as well, but that like in Tolkien's world, like good and evil are just so clearly drawn, and we can really see, like, oh, this is exactly what Baromir did wrong and stuff. And I think it still feels like very much like in the Rings of Power, it's like very vague and like, you know, Gladriel, she has like the sort of dark side, but it's it's sort of justified because her brother is like, you know, um, and it's just really not clear to me. And, you know, Sauron is also wrestling with, you know, his own good and evils, a.k.a. Halbrand. It just really is not clear to me that I don't see this like really clear distinction between good and evil of like this thing that she did was evil. This thing she did is not right. Like in Tolkien's work. Um, so I'm glad they have like this redemption arc going on. I just wish they would make it more clear cut as Tolkien's works do. It'll be interesting to see like where they take her character in a lot of ways where she ends up, I guess. Thanks for visiting the white city. Before you leave, please subscribe to our podcast and check us out at the white city Consider supporting my movement on Facebook, keeping the rings of power pure.